I seem to have had lots of people talking to me about fasting. Um, the idea kind of like seems to be following me around and then there was a lecture at college about it and then I got invited to do the sermon here this evening. And of course all the Ash Wednesday readings, they all mention fasting. So thank you for inviting me, but also thank you for giving me a bit of space to reflect on uh, things that I think God was saying to me in my own life over the last few weeks. Let's pray before we begin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. recently watched the film Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It's a really interesting film. It gets really, really, really surreal in places. There's parallel universes, all sorts going on. But in many respects, it is a film about a very normal family struggling to get through their very normal lives and deal with the normal challenges and difficulties that any one of us might face. Throughout the film, the father character in it is named Waymond, and he's often dismissed through the film as being silly, incapable, not really understanding how important everything is. He's described as being too sweet for his own good. But in one conversation, he says, when I choose to see the good side of things, I'm not being naive. It's strategic and necessary. And as he said that, I almost jumped off the sofa and shouted yes. Because to me, what he'd encapsulated was how we live our Christian lives, our Christian hope, the idea that we have this kingdom hope, that God is there. And I think it's this that Jesus was sort of pointing to in the final part of the passage, in verses 19 onwards. Has anyone got a Bible just so I could read that bit, just a hand? Thank you. Thank you very much. So just after Jesus has said about fasting and how hypocrites, don't be like the hypocrites, instead do it like this, because your father will see this. Towards the end of all that, Jesus says, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes, where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, There your heart is also. Jesus is pointing to the fact that actually the things we focus on are important. That we have to have the right perspective. And like Waymond in the film I mentioned, our Christian perspective is not naive. Rather, it's a discipline. We can only hold such hope, such a perspective, because we acknowledge the pain that there is in the world now. And there is very real pain in our world, in our local communities today. We read about people struggling to pay heating bills, and then we also read about energy companies posting huge profits. 
We might know ourselves of teachers, nurses, other people who are striking because they feel overwhelmed and underappreciated in what they're doing. We continue to struggle to find ways to leave less of a negative impact on our world. Children and young people experience stress over exams. Friends and neighbours might be struggling with depression and waiting lists for mental health services seem to keep getting longer. And yet in the face of all these problems and many, many more, we look beyond the world towards God. I attended yesterday the Bishop's Annual Lecture at the Cathedral and the guest speaker was amazing. She spoke really powerfully about the climate crisis and the need to practice hope. That we were made to be praying people. People who can't ignore the degradation of creation because we acknowledge that the world is God's. But also people who don't fall into despair because we're looking to God and the greater story that we are promised and the renewal of creation. We store our treasures in heaven. We keep a godly perspective. To do that, we have to keep a reality of the situation but maintain our hope. We need a radically different perspective rooted in God. And that's why Jesus uses such strong words to challenge those who claimed religious purity. Those people who appeared to be doing all the right things, but deep down were seeking the approval of others around them. Their giving, their prayer, their fasting was about themselves, rather than helping them to look to God's kingdom. And this is a strong challenge for us still today. It's certainly one I need to keep hearing It's the challenge to acknowledge all those ways that we've put something else over God. That our treasure isn't stored in heaven. And this is why we have moments throughout the calendar year, like Ash Wednesday, where we acknowledge those points, those ways where we've let the world steal our focus. When we've lost our bigger, heavenly, godly perspective. The practices that Jesus mentions, the fasting, the prayer, and the giving, are still useful for us, particularly as we approach Lent. They remind us that God cares deeply for the world and loves everyone in it. When we give, we're not just blindly shoving money somewhere, but it's an opportunity to pay attention. It's an opportunity to draw near to those who are in need. To become more aware of their suffering. To become changed by it. When we pray, we listen for God's voice on these issues. And when we fast, we're giving up some of our material comforts in order to understand better what it's like to go without These practices also force us to give up some of our own self-reliance, to remember that ultimately, God is in charge. I mentioned earlier that I've been challenged a lot lately about fasting. And as I spent some time reading about the practice of fasting, talking it through with a friend, 
praying about it. I realized that it was a way for me to deepen my own relationship with God by surrendering some of my sense of control. That my need to feel like I could manage everything and do everything and be good at everything was false. Because ultimately, my life's not my own, it's God's. And it's in God that I need to place my trust. I need to ensure that my treasure is stored in heaven. As we begin Lent, we've got an opportunity to practice developing that different perspective. And so I want to encourage you in whatever new disciplines you've decided to take up during this time, whether you are giving up chocolate or social media or choosing to spend more time in prayer or donating to a food bank, these are all things that when we seek God in them can help us to become more Christ-like to get a glimpse of what the kingdom is. Lent's a time of preparation. We're preparing ourselves for the retelling of the death and resurrection of Jesus. It's a time to face the very real struggles and difficulties in the world and within ourselves. During Lent, we show the world that we know what suffering is. And more importantly, that God knows what suffering is. After all, through Lent and into Easter, we remember how God chose to enter into our very human mess and ultimately transform it through the death and resurrection of Jesus. So this Lent, seek God, store your treasures in heaven, keep your focus, and be hopeful because it's not naive, it's strategic and necessary.